This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle. Please get in touch with us on our Facebook page, follow us, like us, whatever it takes. We would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as I know this industry is capable of. Hey Gordon, how's it going? I've had a fabulous weekend, Doc. It's... uh, it's football heaven for me. Spurs lost. Chiefs <laughs> won two games in a row, and they beat Super Sports. So, yeah. uh, and Arsenal won. So, I've had a fabulous weekend. The only dark cloud, surprisingly <laughs> enough, yeah. yeah, is reflected on my T-shirt. You got your cricket shirt on, yeah. Because what's happening today? It's a hundred up, eh? We're going to score Wouldn't. a ton today, which is One. more than the pro tiers. One hundred. Well, hopefully that's uh, they're going to score a lot more than that coming in. They've got a few more games. But John Gordon, she's a hundred episodes, eh? Two years on. Can you believe it? I mean, we've had a, we've had a fantastic run, and, and not just us, but the guests. I mean, we've had a, a stellar lineup of of people over two years. Been wonderful, and and thanks to everybody out there supporting us and the positive feedback we've got, giving us topics to talk about. Um, I, I think from a from a selfish point of view. I think it's been fantastic for, for, for me and I, I guess for you as well because it's kept us in the game, you know, mm. where so many of our colleagues have talked about isolation. Mm. I, I think we've been really lucky in the sense that we've been up to up to speed on so many of the trends because people were feeding back to us. So once again, thanks to everyone out there for giving us topics, for feeding us information, giving us uh, angles, new angles. It's been brilliant. And yeah, and we've got... Uh, We've got one of our podcasts first. Well, not one of. We've got the podcast first person, first people. (laughs) We have, exactly. And that's... uh you know, that's why we've brought back a special guest in, in Ivan Morocco. Ivan, thanks very much. You were our very first guest. I don't know if you knew at the time. I thought we'd probably told you <laughs> we've done a whole lot <laughs> just to sound more impressive than we really were. But in reality, you were our very first guest. And that's why we brought you back on our 100th episode. So, you know, CEO of Cantar South Africa, thanks very much for, for spending time with us. It's really great to be here. And firstly, congratulations, guys. I mean, it's really, I can't believe it's, it's 100 episodes later. So, yeah. 
well done on sustainability, which we'll be touching a bit on later. But yeah, you guys have been for all topics. You know, <laughs> well, speaking <laughs> of that, <laughs> that's interesting that he introduced that old topic thought there because I've got a picture of us from from episode one, Doc. Yeah, and I've got to say, you know, I think <laughs> Ivan's aged aged better than you. I've got to be honest. I'm not, you know, not. Uh, to, uh, <laughs> did I did I lose my way there over the two years of COVID? Yeah, yeah? I don't know what it is, Doc. We're gonna have to look at the diet. I think a little more exercise for you. Ivan, he's fresh off a whole gig on the, of webinars in the last month um, yeah. for Canto. You've been really busy, so Doc, we'll we'll chat yeah. about some of that. But I mean, I think maybe the place to start before we look at the new stuff that you've been working on. Mm. Um, it's just to track back. We started off uh, in 2019 with Brand Z, which I think was the second iteration yes. in South Africa. And there were some really interesting learnings in there. I mean, for me, I, the stat which struck me most at the time was that the average uh, decline in, in brand value was about 13% for the top 30 brands in South Africa. When I thought, wow, okay, that's that's kind of dark mm. but in actual fact relative to the, the the top 40 brands on the jse they declined 20 percent. so it, it, the thing which struck me is you can be a you can be going backwards at a point in time and still be a winning brand but what shifted um in the last two years what are the, some of the things which you recall from that brand z which you know, are just not uh, kind of the same at the moment yeah, some things, I mean, as things change, they, uh, things stay the same. And at the core of Brand Z, there's always been about brands, good brands, strong brands. Either they recover quicker yeah. or they can, um, they are more resilient. And to your point, the reference that you are making, if you look at uh, the JSC decline, and if you compare it to Brand Z, it continued even, mm. especially during COVID, mm. right? Yeah. The same trend was even there about recovery. And also in terms of being far much more resilient. And that's important for us, I think, in terms of the value of brand on the bottom line, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what well, is at the core of brands. And later on, we might be talking mm -hmm. about marketing achievement awards, which relate to that yeah. as well. Without doubt, absolutely with empirical proof that uh, strong brand equity protects you at West against the headwinds that are coming through way. But in terms of recovery, you can actually recover. Yeah. So that you, continues. Yeah. You used the phrase uh, back then in 2019, brand power insulation, which I, which stuck with me at the time as, a, as being a really powerful mm. kind of representation. How do, you, how do you encapsulate the power? One of the other points that you raised then was uh, not to look at brands through a Santon lens, which I thought was a very powerful observation. Yes. Are we still making that mistake, or do you see some signs of improvement? And we'll talk about that in terms of your Africa... Africa Life. Africa work, Life that's we, work. That's you, done. Know. you know, Doug, the issue about how you look at marketing and what we do is directly linked to diversity, to inclusion and diversity. Mm -hmm. That point that you made, that I made a reference of, of course, if you are not diverse and you are not inclusive in terms of the team that are working on brands you are going to be looking at it with a view that is like where the people that are homogeneous are yeah. looking at there's something quite interesting that somebody said which is so fun and it, it has been proven over and over again to say homogeneous teams get to solutions quicker mm. however diverse teams get to better solutions yeah. mm. yes so yeah. it's it's, it's you cannot have that conversation that you are referring to without 
absolutely embracing and taking inclusion and diversity as a fundamental business commercial reason. Forget about the ethics and yeah. the right thing to yeah. do, mm -hmm. right? I mean, let's be let's be honest. When it comes to it, it's about business and all the I mean, respectable what respectable organizations HBR uh, McKinsey they've proven it yeah. empirical evidence mm -hmm. to show how inclusion and diversity mm -hmm. really makes a difference in terms of the bottom line. Yeah. So. We are still far away from that, but it is uh, getting better. And actually, we've done a we've partnered with the industry in is a global program about yeah. inclusion and diversity survey that was been done globally. And South Africa was one of the countries that were included. There'll be a press release soon. And as Kanta, we worked uh, with uh, Massa in terms of running the survey. And there's going to be some interesting finding to it. So that's the only way. Yeah, that's a powerful it. global initiative, I think, through uh, the WFA. and Exactly. Uh, so I, I, that survey I, I participated in as well. So I'm really looking forward to that because I think there's a powerful uh, route forward. And, and I've, I found it quite reassuring in a way because I think in South Africa we've become a little bit insular and we've convinced yes. ourselves that somehow we are the only people who are sitting with this problem. And right. I felt quite liberated in a way to recognize that, that some of the challenges we're facing with, are faced with here are universal challenges, Absolutely. not just here. Mm. And, and it encouraged me that, you know, that solutions can be found um, you know, across the globe and applied here. Best, best practice will prevail. Mm. So I'm I really looking forward to that outcome. Absolutely. Yeah. And remember inclusion and diversity because normally we look at it here from a ethnicity perspective yes exactly it it encompasses so yeah. much sure. yeah? i mean yep. it's gender religion yeah. depending yeah. on the market but but i really really uh live by that that inclusion and diversity it is a business imperative and it can give you profits more than you even realize and there's empirical proof from that yeah yeah and i think though we need also one of our discussions doc during the course of the last month or two talked about cognitive diversity yes which i think is something that needs to be emphasized as well you know you and i may may look different yeah but if we think the same That's we've it. not made any progress so we need to 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 encapsulate cognitive diversity i think that came from from the media shop if i'm not mistaken yeah. but it was a very very powerful observation so we need yeah. also to look at the way people think and assess them when we're interviewing young talent Absolutely. assess their thinking and not just yeah. the demographic uh, as part of the step yeah. indeed indeed yeah no, absolutely. Now, Ivan, that's, I mean, that was a nice look back, and thanks for that. But let's look at today. I mean, very recently, you brought out a, a webinar on, on Africa Life, and there were some fantastic outtakes and, and very interesting you know, findings from that. So if you don't mind, just to, you know, for our listeners, giving us a snapshot view of some of the highlights of, of that, uh, that report. Yeah, Africa Life, is, Africa Life is, is, is also a personal passion point besides being a a significant business imperative as well and before we did this study uh with the person who's leading it across the continent it's, it's funny because i remember saying to her i said i've always believed that the growth of africa is going to be based on three mm. things and it's funny it has been confirmed by the report over and above i mean with other amazing insights which i'll touch best on and i said it is going to be based on is three things and each of them they offer so much growth opportunities but them the three of them combined is a potent cocktail and it is tech right in terms of how tech 
is leapfrogging the continent, right? Mm. Tech is absolutely changing how we do business, how we relate, mm. everything to do with tech. And it's amazing. And in, on this continent, primarily being driven by mobile, mobile mm. companies, yeah. which is fantastic. The second one is creativity, stroke innovation. We underestimate the power of creativity on this continent. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, this is where it all started, right? Yeah. Where things were created. So it yeah. makes sense that creativity <laughs> will be here. And then the third thing is entrepreneurship. Before the chat, remember, we were talking about the hustling thing that, mm. yeah. yes, hustling on the continent is still about survival, but it has also now encompassing is an aspirational thing, right? In terms of entrepreneurship and hustle. Now, if you can combine those three things about entrepreneurship, tech, creativity, mm. doesn't take a rocket scientist. And what I love about all of them, they are not dependent so much on how the government is in those markets. Of course, oh, if the yeah. government are in support, even better. Yeah. But they're independent of it. So some of the issues, they were identified in terms of the, the Africa, Africa life. And some of the issues when people engage with that, they offer so much growth for brands, marketing, and business because they talk about consumer confidence. How is the consumer confidence in Africa post in inverted commas post COVID-19? How is it shaping? Uh, secondly, the tech, again, it goes into far much more deeper detail about how tech is touching all aspects of life and thereby giving you so much opportunities for brands. Lifestyle. What is the lifestyles of Africa? One thing that I always find funny is how it's now a cliche, right? People say, yeah, Africa is not a country. And I agree with yeah, it. And it, it's sure. normally in reference to people thinking like all African countries are the same. Sure. However, as much as it's not a country, there are some things that are the commonalities, right? Mm. That it can be like a country because Think about it from a practical perspective. If you are a pan-African brand with pan-African ambitions, mm. you want the similarities as much as the differences. Yeah. Because there are just some, like if you have example doing a campaign, yeah. a, a campaign that's going to run across the continent, you want those things that connect the countries because you cannot be doing a broad brand campaign for each of them. Sure. But at the same time, you want the nuances so that you can do activations on the floor. It also talks about e-commerce. Now, e-commerce is amazing because what is quite ironic is South Africa, for all this development, funny enough, we've been lagging a bit behind. Yeah. Uh, if you compare it with other African countries where we yeah. think they are less developed. Sure. But now we've seen, right, thanks to COVID-19, mm. how e-commerce, e-commerce yeah. e now is being adopted. Yeah. Unlike in the past, what you used to think is the higher income groups, now it is absolutely yeah. going mass, which is fantastic. It will also touch on things like health and wellness and what are the top trends which will impact the marketplace. So as you can hear, I mean, it really gives you a 360 view. And this is not just being done as an academic exercise, right? It's not mm -hmm. like we've done Africa Live just to be writing a thesis. Yeah. It's to be answering the so what? Yeah. What does it mean for brands? Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. What does it mean mm -hmm. for that? So it's if gets yeah I, I would advise any brand any business with african aspiration to get their whole yeah yeah we we are i think next week or somewhere in the next week or two going to be chatting to phd about a, a book they've just launched globally called uh, shift uh kind of a rethink on marketing um and and they've identified that that tech trend as one of, uh, mm. one of the key elements of that and what i an interesting observation as well that 
they're talking about the COVID-19 phenomenon as an accelerant Indeed. rather than a phenomenon on its own. Yes. Now, these yeah. trends, we're attributing too much to COVID. It just accelerated a pre-existing trend, which I think is what, what you're, exactly. you're saying as well. So that's been confirmed in that PhD book, which we're looking forward to chatting yeah. about. Ivan, if, if people want to get hold of this report, do I go to the Kantar site? Is it, is it available? Can I download it? Do I purchase it? How, how do I get hold of it? Yes, you can go to the, to the Kantar site in terms of how do you purchase it. What it gives, what we also have, we have also a top line in terms of what you'll get into mm. that report. And I think the yeah. Kantar site will give exactly where to go in okay. terms of that report. Well, again, you know, just to our listeners out there, you know, as we always say, be part of the conversation. I mean, th that's just a very top-line view from Ivan, but I mean, go onto the site, uh, educate yourself, and be part of that conversation. I think just before we move off that, Ivan, I mean, one of the big takes, and you and I spoke off-air with Gordon prior to this, is yeah. the whole Google $1 billion announcement uh, a week, two weeks ago. I mean, that's fantastic as well. In that tech space, creativity, they spoke about YouTube yes. shorts, they spoke about African uh, creativity across the continent i mean it was a very very insightful webinar i mean you know gordon i guess through the COVID, we've all sat through so many of them and some mm. of them are okay I but know. i tell you that google one was a proper webinar hey? there was some big stuff in that one yeah doc you are absolutely right and if there is an endorsement mm. i mean what more endorsement would you need because of that webinar and yeah. how much that they are investing in it yeah. Surely Google knows something yeah. that many people might not know. So if yeah. you need an endorsement that is both a, a source of growth and they are putting their money where their mouth is, yeah. is exactly that. It was yeah. a fantastic, incredible, uh, incredible webinar. You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Well, I saw that. This was really and I mean, it amazing. It touches on the point you spoke about, you know, e the, e the facilitation, Gordon, through tech of, of e-commerce, of small businesses, of medium. Mm. Uh, you know, they speak a lot about different funds. And so, yeah, again, you know, for people, I mean, Kentar, go on to theirs, but also, yeah. you know, as as uh, as a major player, go on and, and try and access that webinar. You you certainly won't be disappointed. I, I, I would encourage people to do that because even the top line report is, is worth following through. But, you know, read the top line report in conjunction with a recording Absolutely. still exists of the webinar. Yeah. Uh, you can get to see Ivan and his tight uh, TV personality T-shirt as well. Um, but the one thing which, you know, there's a little bit of a handbrake on, on all this for me was yeah. the one word. If I did a word cloud of that webinar, the one word which will come up is the same word that's been coming up for 20, 30 years with respect to Africa, which is potential. Yes. And that's why I like, Doc, what you've been sharing you know, about the Google thing. We're now, we have to move beyond potential. It's got yeah. to be putting your money where your mouth is. Um, you know, otherwise, we get stuck in William Kumquamba space, the boy who yeah. harnessed the wind. It's a beautiful story. It's inspirational. It's powerful. But I'd love to know what happened to the boy who harnessed the wind part two. Indeed. Which is, you know, what comes Indeed. next. Indeed. And Doug, on that point, you just have to look at uh, venture capitalists in mm. terms of how much they are, the amount of funds that are injecting in the continent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's quite a lot of yeah. Um, yeah. VCs in, engaging money in terms of entrepreneurship, tech space, and all that stuff. Again, if you need an endorsement with hard-nosed yeah. uh, business people, you can see this is the place to go. So, and, and back to, to your point about being the next frontier of growth, people overseas are absolutely plowing money in it because they can mm. do it. They are not mm. just doing it from the goodness yeah. of their heart. Sure. It's really the opportunities 
are real. And listen, let's be honest, it's not like we are going to be looking at the continent with uh, through rose-colored glasses. Of yeah, course, yeah. there are challenges. But back to my point to say, notwithstanding those challenges, there are some things that regardless mm-hmm. of those challenges, creativity, tech, yeah, yeah, and yeah. innovation, it's, it's, it's just... It's not dependent on proper governance of yeah. countries and all this stuff. Mm. Yes, that helps. Mm. I mean, if you think about countries like your Ru- Rwanda, where yeah. it's fantastic, where you know that you've got a government which yeah. is embracing yeah. this growth and all this mm. stuff. So it is huge, huge opportunities that are on this on this continent. For me, yeah. it's, it's, it's extremely exciting because it's, it's quite a strong passion point of mine. And just, I mean, looking at Rwanda just for a second, and I'm by no means an expert, but I mean, they've got a, a campus of ALU, African Leadership University, the Harvard-endorsed property there, as well as one in Mauritius. Now, again, you know, Gordon, these, I mean, I follow that, and, and, and yeah. I'm, you know, I'm very keen on, 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 on looking at, at that work, at creating uh, business people out of that thing, out of True Absolutely. leaders, and and I mean, they talk about really ethical leaders. You know what I mean? Like properly, globally, world class top leaders who yeah. happen to be African, uh, and and certainly Rwanda, and and then the satellite campus in Mauritius are leading the way. So, and Doug, uh, on that point, in terms of the founder of yeah. ALU, we had him on the Africa Life webinar, Fred Fred Swaneka. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know who Fred Swaneka is, yeah. I mean, just Google the guy. Yeah. He is re- he is phenomenal. He's fe- he's phenomenal. And to your point, dog, it's a combination of ethical leadership means business growth. Yeah. So he's not a kumbaya kind yeah, of yeah, vibe yeah, and all this yeah, stuff, yeah. right? Sure. I mean, and they've got a direct link in t- even in terms of the Africa Leadership Academy, which is in Johannesburg, which is a feeder school. For Ivy League varsities yeah. overseas, yeah. so you know this thing that if you think about Africa, you think oh it's gonna be yeah. like maybe something uh, a bit downscaled, yeah. ah shame kind of mm. vibe. No, 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 no. You've got smart, smart, brilliant people who are doing amazing, amazing work, and sometimes unfortunately we rely too much on mass media to tell us yeah. where Africa is. Just. Do yourself yeah. a favor and just go in terms... I mean, there's so much information out in the public domain, mm. but you're not going to get some things mm. uh, so freely available mm. uh, on, on mass media. Yeah. If you do the proper, proper uh, homework, you will be astounded and so inspired about the growth that is happening on this continent. Yeah. It's really incredible. Yeah. Now, you, you mentioned, you know, looping back a little bit, talking about hard-nosed business uh, people... Um, you guys, I'm loving this at you because you, you're here in your other role as well in terms of the uh, Marketing Achievement Awards. And, and I note that the theme going forward is marketing means business. So maybe that's a good time to, to, to kind of look at the Africanization of the Marketing Achievement Awards and that theme of yeah. meaning business. Um, what are the plans? I mean, there's, it's still early days, but uh, are we rolling along? Are you uh, on track? Yeah, I mean, firstly, congratulations you're the, you're the chair, Arvin, eh? to the chair. Yeah, he's yeah. taken over this year as, as chairperson. Thank you. What, what, well an, done. what an honor uh, to be having the kind of captains of industry that are on that council and all. It really is genuinely humbling. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, I'm, I don't know what I've done to deserve <laughs> being in the company of or such great uh, people. So, but yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's uh, looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, and, and I mean, certainly, you know, Gordon, I serve on, on that committee with, with Ivan as a chair. And, and as you say, a lot of a lot of the top names, you know, and, and I think 
the two things that we try and achieve, I mean, there are a few others, but I mean, the two main ones, Ivan, is, uh, is making sure that marketing does mean business and it's marketing is not just equal to advertising, is not just exactly. equal to promotion, sponsorship and the fun on the beach at, uh, <laughs> over, the, over the summer season. But yeah. there's a tangible result and part of that is education, financial literacy of, of marketers. Tech, um, you spoke about it, the whole ad, uh, ad tech, mark tech is huge. You're not going to get away from that stuff, you know, CX. So uh, and so there's, there's that theme. And then the, the second part, Ivan, is to uh, say to young people out there, Marketing is a real career. It's a yeah. really a, 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 a wide and varied career path from the creative side uh, all the way through to the more scientific parts of marketing. So there's a space for you. Uh, and, and so yeah. part of our journey uh, together is working with those brands at making sure that they meet their objectives and ROI on the sponsorship. And also to say to people, enter the awards, showcase your work, but understand Indeed. that there's a business case. It's not just the creativity. Uh, and Ivan, I know you recently judged uh, the Luries as well. You're yes. part of that committee. Yes. Um, this is the, this has got that hybrid of business and and creativity. Ab absolutely, and I think if you think about marketing means business, gents, this is not just for SA, right? I mean, this issue, mm. and it's not new. It has always been there about marketing and its relationship to business uh, and all of that. And the basic uh, premise of marketing achievement was as uh, as the doc says. Is exactly that in terms of there is a creative, exciting, inspiring element of marketing when you look at it. But sometimes the pendulum swings so far on the creative side and then people forget about like there is so much that can show the impact of all that in terms of the bottom line. And that's why, you know, having things like your EFIs and your Apex and even in Luris having creative advertising and shared value, which I know we'll talk about purpose later, but is this balance? I think the problem is as human beings, I don't know why we are so obsessed with either or. Yeah. Is it, is yeah. it creativity or is it analytics? Yeah. It's end. It's not either or. Yeah. I mean, if you swing the pendulum too much to the creativity, you might ignore the important analytic part of marketing. If you swing it to the side of analytics, and sometimes, to be honest, is marketing try to prove that we are all professionalized, but embrace the creativity that comes with it. Mm. And it's amazing, even on the council, I mean, uh, the doc will tell you, even this year, mm. as you we were setting the, the awards for this year, still the debate was happening. Is it about yeah. creativity? Is it about analytics? Yeah. It's amazing. The mm. same, same debate yeah. was still in there. Is the combination of the two. And referencing it to what the dog was said as well, it is really two things about the power, the power, the commercial power of marketing, but also about it as a discipline and as a career. Yeah. And, and the more you can just look at the creativity part of it, you know, you find a smart person to say, why should I go into marketing? Well, it's only about creative and all that stuff. But to say it's to a bright young person who's got a creative sense to them, but analytic as well to say, this is your career for you. As well. Yeah, and you know, I mean, you've got to go back to the fundamentals of creativity as well. I mean, we've often said over the years that nothing will destroy uh, a bad product faster than good advertising. So I think what's emerging once again is the understanding when it comes to creativity, uh, integrity, trust, yes. uh, you know, engagement at a community level. All of those things are, are crucial. So Indeed. the creativity can be edgy, mm. but it's, it's got to conform. Um, and I think also that somewhere for me what's important in this going forward is that attribution um, and attribution modeling specifically has got to 
commence at the beginning of the campaign. It's not mm. an add-on at the back end mm. where you're trying to find uh, some kind of a nominal relationship between mm. stats. And I've, I've often argued on, on this podcast and in presentations, there are three possible outcomes to any campaign. Yes. It worked, in which case that's cool. You review the, mm. review the uh, prevailing conditions, and if they're the same, you repeat. It didn't work. Same response. Review the conditions, find out Indeed. why it didn't work. And then the third one, which is where I think a good 80% of marketers are in this country. It worked, it didn't work, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. And if you are still in 2022 <laughs> and 2021 yeah. playing in the I don't know space, then then there's a problem. So yeah. attribution has got to come right up front. It's got to be a starting point, and you've actually got to put X amount of money into it. It's no good me using 100% of your media budget just to build more and more reach. Yes. Take X percent of up front, Commit that to attribution right up front, and then everything I plan is with a view to how am I going to populate in an intelligent and functional manner the attribution model. So I, I think it's a good time to be in uh, in the research industry, um, not just yourselves, there are a number of players out there, but I think Millwood Brown, in, which was an early iteration of, of, of pre-Cantor, yes. Yes. came up with something which has never really been eliminated on top of the poll, which was, which was the relationship between liking and performance of ads liking yes. drove noting that was you know your predecessor charles foster's yeah. claim to scientific fame was his one scientific <laughs> paper which he reminds me of every time he asks me how many scientific papers have you had and yeah. the answer is no i haven't published one yet charles but yeah. noting and and liking okay, were, well. were strongly correlated indeed i think we need to move that narrative into to noting and trust Yes. Let's explore this trust thing now because that seems to be the new iteration of liking. Yes, and, and trust is interesting when you talk about trust, which should lead us to the issue of purpose. Yeah. Everybody's talking purpose, about exactly. purpose. Purpose now is the, is the buzzword, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the points. Right? We're looping back really nicely to two years ago because you raised the issue of brand purpose yeah. in that 2019 uh, Cantor Top 30 Brands yeah. report. And since then, in the last 24 months, it's, it's just taken off like a, like a rocket. I mean, per- brand purpose is now the, the mantra. And it makes sense that COVID-19 would have driven that, right? Sometimes. With yeah. what people are going through, yeah. now there's been a far much more demand on brands to say beyond, I mean, yeah. all the fantastic brand personality and brand product and services. What the why, as someone yeah. cynic has said it, what is behind that? And we are finding that with Gen Z, most... Most of the time, they are also making their choice based based on what is that purpose? Mm, yeah. What is the purpose of your brand? And actually, there's something that came before purpose. Which, to be honest, because sometimes purpose, if you are not careful, can end up being a a, a an ad campaign, right? Yeah. So that's why I like its predecessor. It's not as sexy as purpose, but shared value. Mm. Yes. Yeah. That's why I yes, like the shared yes. value because shared value for me is powerful because it says. Listen, CSIR is important and doing some things extra for community is important. But can you imagine when you do something where intrinsically your business is also dependent on the community you are saving being successful? Yeah. It's not like when things are hard, you say like, ah, okay, we have this CSIR program now, times are hard. But it is fundamental to your business. The more you can make sure that's what you're doing it might be part of your value chain as yeah. well. That really, uh, it forces you to take purpose far much more deeper because there has been some purpose yeah. where it ended up being 
there's always that danger about people is being yeah, a nice campaign no, and, and pulling you, at the emotional heartstrings. Uh, but at you, the end of the day, uh, but if you do it correctly, yeah. it's amazing. People respond positively. And just, I mean, and just interestingly enough, I'm sort of reading in this PhD shift book, which we'll be chatting about in the next week or two. Yeah. Um, one of the key pillars of success going forward is building a people-based organization. Yes. What I like about shared values is it also implies an internal shared value. It's not Indeed. just between the brand and the community it serves, but the people that are part of the brand can share in that value set. And I like the, the triangular thought behind uh, behind shared values. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, Doug, it's, it's quite interesting you see that. And there's nothing that you are saying that is new, right? So that especially if you're in the service industry, your people are your one of the biggest, if not the most important in delivering that brand. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense that yeah. there should be a link yeah. between the people inside your organizations, absolutely, from somebody from your call center to whoever, that's when people engage with your yeah. brand, they leave that. Yeah. You know, it's unlike FMCG where, look, we've got a product, it's yeah. out there, yeah. can be sold from whatever channel, and yeah. people understand this. It's... Uh, Whoever is selling it might not necessarily be part of your business, and they are okay. I'm buying the product, yeah. but more fund fundamentally in financial in, in mm. services. Yeah, mm. and, and just a final note, and yeah. I'm going to leave Doctor Wrap up because one of the issues which I think perhaps we have not made the kind of progress in the past two years that we had hoped for is is, is transformation. Yeah. It's become a, a, a ticking exercise of boxes. So if shared value is what drives the interface with the community, then that same shared value can be applied to suppliers as well. And yes. so you get beyond ticking boxes when you talk shared value. I think it's just such a multifaceted Absolutely. approach to the game. I love that. And I'm going to leave it yeah. to you guys to, to wrap it now. Thanks. Thanks, Gordon. Um, yeah, you know, I was just talking purpose. And I mean, I was just, as as I was listening to you and reflecting back on the awards of the last season where Cadbury's and Mondelez won, uh, you know, the yeah. purpose category. And we had Nadia Mohammed on here a yes, few weeks back uh, chatting about how they globally had moved their positioning from uh, from joy to generosity. And they won. Yes. For our listeners, you know, if, if you want to listen to that particular episode, it's, it's, a, it's another great one because they won for Little Generosity Shop, uh, Toys Pre-Loved, they call it, you know, that's toys, it. books, etc., donating it. And so that's that shared value of, of getting from consumers, bringing it into their, their cycle and giving it pe Indeed. people less for. And this year now, they follow that up with, in, in our own words, a book written, the scary st statistic, uh, Ivan, I didn't know that, only 2% of South African published books are in an African language. Okay, 2%, yeah. you heard correctly. Uh, and so Nadia and team are working with that shared value at getting people, South that's Africans, fantastic. to give you a word in whichever language translated into yeah. form a book and then getting that book out to, yes. to youngsters, you know, teaching kids to, to read for understanding. Um, so again, you know, that's just a, an example of real purpose. So, you know, for our listeners out there, Marketing Achievement Awards, please get on the site. Ivan's a chairperson. Uh, there's a lot of great people doing a lot of hard work. If you're a brand, there are 15 categories. Find one that would, that would appeal to you. Find two that would appeal to you. We urge you to enter and really be part of showcasing not just your artistic creator side. As Ivan said, it's very much an end discussion and the business results and that have come from results. that. 
and 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 dog on that as well is 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 one of the few i mean agencies can enter and all that but what i like about marketing achievement awards as well is like they are directed at the marketeer I mean, yeah. you think about it there are not many awards that are directed at the marketeer yeah, yeah. right it's mostly because of their agents of course this uh, awards uh, when they are entered it's a collaboration but i like them because of putting the marketeer yeah marketeer showing their excellence and doing that so i'm really really looking forward to that so yeah, yeah. it's been amazing yeah it's been amazing thanks arvin as we unfortunately come to the close of our hundredth uh, <laughs> you know the they've rung the bell it's the last uh, the last ball of the day and we are hundred not out which is which is a good knock to have uh, gordon absolutely um i uh, Congratulations, you scored the single that took us up to the 100. I'm now going to sort of face the next ball and for the next 100. And uh, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's been great fun. And uh, what it has reminded me, the, one of the beautiful things about working in marketing and advertising and communication is there is always something new to learn. Mm-hmm. It really, there is no excuse for us to stagnate. Mm. Um, every opportunity every day is a new opportunity to learn new stuff so uh yeah let's all i can say is keep it coming and uh let's have another two we'll see you in two years time <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say i'm going to see you in in the 200 yeah episode. no it might we'll, not be two years time. It, might be, it might be sooner we may speed it up there yeah i in closing thanks very much for your time again we really do appreciate it and as i say very very special guest to have you back thank you, you. Know, from our first to our hundredth to our listeners out there as always stay tuned please be part of the conversation follow gordon and i uh on various platforms send us names of guests you'd like us to interview and chat with as well until next week be cool talk later ciao for now keep on talking and so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get a hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get a hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the Guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.